What's up, everybody? This is Bar Hoppin', and I'm your host, Drew Landry. This is a podcast where I interview guests about their all-time favorite rap verses. My guest today is Alan Pysnack, a.k.a. Purely Deaf. He's a very talented rapper. I met Alan in Baltimore because he used to dabble in stand-up, so I'd see him at comedy shows and open mics, and we connected, and I went to some of his rap battles, and I was blown away by how funny and clever his battle raps were. So the verse Alan decided to talk about was verse 1 on Let's Take Them to War by Royce the 59 uh, make sure you check out Purely Def's music on YouTube and SoundCloud, and definitely check out his rap battles on YouTube. You're gonna laugh. He's very, very great lyricist. And, uh, yeah, let's get to it. This is Bar Hop. Alright, how's it going, man? It's good to talk to you. It's going well. How are you doing? I'm good. One thing I like about you is that they say battle rappers can't make music, which... It's typically true, but I like that you're a good battle rapper and your music is good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and I mean, I, I feel like it is a valid, you know, uh, thing that people raise, you know, every once in a while. But at the same time, I feel like uh, in a sense, you know, battle rap and, uh, you know, making music has kind of overlapped a lot, especially over like the last decade. That's kind of something that happened more like, you know, in the 2000s where you would have, you know, off the top, like Sirius Jones, like, um, he was like a battle rapper, kind of got big and, you know, um, he never really blew up with his music, but he, I thought he made like really good music. And, um, you know, as time progressed, I think a lot more mainstream artists are doing like punchlines and stuff like that, especially with like, you know, Drake and Lil Wayne, um, you know, they, they definitely popularized putting that stuff into the, the, the pop songs, right? It wasn't that like rappers weren't, you know, rapping with bars and punchlines prior to that, but you didn't hear that in the single until, you know, Drake and Lil Wayne started doing like, you know, uh, I'm, uh, I'm coming by me, Nemo, Bald, Chemo, all that, you know, uh, and, and so, I mean, I think the, the, it, gotten a lot more blurred between battle rap and you know you know making music and i think uh there are definitely some battle rappers out there that you know don't i, I don't know because battle rapping has also like evolved in its own weird way because it used to be like you know freestyling over beats and now it's all over acapellas and you know you don't have to know how to flow in order to be a good battle rapper because technically you know you're not doing it over a beat anymore and so it it, it, it became like very different you know art forms honestly where did you start first were you a babbler first or were you recording music first i mean technically it, yeah i guess technically i was like battling first i mean I, it's hard to say like when i was in middle school we used to just like freestyle and um you know we'd be out in front of the cafeteria or you know at the cafeteria or even in class and somebody would start you know doing a beat on the table and we just like freestyle and uh you know sometimes you know people are dissing each other it wasn't like you know crazy hard punchlines or anything like that but um you know and that that's kind of where i started and that was when i was like 13 or so and um but then after that i i started like going online and then they had like you know forms that you know kind of teach you how to do battles and people would do like text battling and this is around the time that uh, eight mile came out so you know there was a big demand for uh battling because eight mile just kind of put a spotlight on it prior to that you know it was just like there wasn't a whole lot of you know interest in battling and freestyling was and it still kind of is kind of just a, a party trick right it's not something that you know people 
are actively like, oh, this person's the best, you know, freestyle in the world. We want to sign them to our label and try to make them, you know, the, the next, you know, Drake or whatever. Um, freestyling is kind of like, you know, just a thing you can do. It's like, you know, be, it, I, I kind of compare it to like, you know, street ball in, in, you know, in terms of like NBA. Like you're not really, you know, you, you wouldn't expect somebody that's like an and one basketball player to go out there and compete with somebody that's uh you know a real like professional nba player like you know kobe or something like that but you know they can definitely like they got handles but you know what does that really mean in the in the real scheme of things it's just two different art forms is all it is really yeah yeah i can see that but yeah also the way that uh, i always i always hate when people are like mainstream rap just isn't lyrical i'm like you're looking at the wrong mainstream rap i, I don't even agree with that though because like i feel like you know it is lyrical i mean depending on who you're looking at obviously but like with drake is lyrical uh kendrick lyrical. yeah what what are we calling good right it's like if i listen to kid cuddy right i i don't feel like i'm listening for a punchline right I, you know i'm gonna be crying right like, exactly it's like when i go into a young thug album or an eminem album i'm looking for two different things with those artists like yeah. when i listen to young thug uh future they're not bad lyricists, but that's not what I'm looking for when I put that album on. I mean, I'll say this, like, you know, and, and I, this isn't a popular opinion at all, but like, you know, and obviously because, of, you know, Tek like what Takashi did with like, you know, this whole blood thing that, that you know, I, I, I separate the artist from like the, the music and I think mm. like his music is fire. Like, it's just like, it's not that he's a good lyricist, he's a horrible lyricist, but like his energy, his like, you know, it, like I turn that shit up and it's just like, you know, that, that shit like makes me feel a certain way. And that's what I think music needs to do is like be able to, you know, invoke these emotions in you and, you know, you either do it successfully or you don't like for example even Casanova when he came out with the diss to uh Takashi like I don't think Casanova is a phenomenal rapper no disrespect I just don't you know but he came out with that song and that song is probably like the hardest thing I've ever heard and like you know I I, it, 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 I still have it on rotation like it, it is such a good song so I mean like it, it, it's so subjective and also just you know more nuanced than just good or bad right well it's all binary everybody wants to put things into categories but it's not like that I'm glad that I'm not the only one that thinks Takashi makes some good music. And obviously, as a human being, piece of shit for multiple reasons. But his song, Gooba, full volume, Jesus Christ. But uh, speaking of lyrical rap, I, I love that you chose a Royce verse for this. Because I think he's easily one of the most underrated rappers of all time. And I think he's one of the best rappers alive. Yeah, I uh, absolutely agree with that. I mean, uh, he's been my favorite for a while now. Um, and, and the thing about Royce, like, you know, he has evolved so much, like, from when he first came out. Like, when you, you know, when he came out, like, with Eminem um, and they were doing, like, the original Slim Shady LP, like, Bad Meets Evil stuff, um, he had a whole different flow, a whole different style. Then he kind of, you know, um, transitioned. Um, and then, then they had like that falling out with like D12 beef with Eminem and, um, Royce. And, and so then like, he kind of became this like slightly more aggressive, I think. Um, and, and like when he came out with like, I don't know if you ever heard like the old, uh, Buildings Destroy mixtape, but he was like doing this towards, um, D12 and they were some of the hardest fucking, you know. Yeah. I heard, uh, I heard that track Malcolm X. One thing I love about him, cause I obviously I love lyrical rap, but I, Sometimes I get sick of the lyrical rap that's like so fast and so convoluted, like the rapidity rap. I'm rapping with the bats and Royce is really good at being so complex and lyrical, but not in a way where it's 
hitting you over the head with that rapidy rap vibe. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that as well. And and again, this is like, you know, again, the evolution of Royce, like, because um, then after that, he kind of came out with, I um, can't remember with the uh, Death of Certain, I think it was the album name. And like, that was like a really dark and he was actually really slow. His flow was like really calculated, like laws yeah. and rules don't apply to me. And it's just all delivery, but it was just like this flow was really slow. It wasn't like, and so like, his style evolved so much and then like you know more recently uh 2008 2009 that's when i started like realizing like yo this dude is a fucking problem like he was a good rapper but he was not like you know in my opinion like the goat you know he started coming out uh he actually got locked up and then he came out with like return of malcolm he did a, a verse over i'm me both of those were are like two of my top songs i can't i can't think of many you know songs that top those and then, like, um, more recently, obviously, with rap as a whole, it evolved in a way that, you know, um, we're all doing um, the triplets and all that, uh, mainly because, like, Migos and, you know, whatever. But, like, so the, the beats are different. Like, the, the, the BPM, the rhythm of the beats are all different now. And Royce had to adapt his style to that. And in this particular verse, you know, um, Let's Take Him to War, which is actually over Lil, uh, Lil Sean's beat. Um, but the, the, the beats are different, and Royce had to adapt his style to it. And he did it so well, I feel like, um, that, you know, it's just, it's incredible to watch him, you know, be as good as he is. Like, well, Cocaine like, on Book of Ryan is my favorite song of his, and it's so vulnerable. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he definitely, like, kind of made a conscious effort to, like, you know, kind of step out of that box. And that's what I love, you know, that, like, he... You know, he didn't just kind of like say, say, okay, I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing this whole time. He's constantly doing and reinventing himself. But this this verse, I, I listened to it three or four times today to, you know, get ready for the podcast. Each time there's a different bar I caught where I'm like, oh, I didn't get that at first. It's just, yeah, it's so um, layered. I mean, he, he's been this, he's been this way for a, a while. This is like just one that I really like. So like he starts out, he's like, I got, I decided on pre-order. My little homie just went gold. I decided this Big Sean's album. Um, and so he's just kind of shouting him out at the beginning. Um, uh, but, but, but like, it's the rhyme schemes in it. Like I got, I decided on pre-order. My little homie just went gold. Uh, I got a hockey on a reporter. Detroit is on Pete Rose. Um, so it's like pre-order reporter. Like it's like an A, then a B, A, then B rhyme scheme. Um, and then, like, after that, he just kind of, like, he builds up to this, like, climax where he just keeps, I mean, uh, not even talking about, like, the lyrics, which are dope in themselves, because he has, like, punchlines where, like, my phone's blowing up so much, I might end up, like, CeeLo. Yeah, so, I love, that's song, one of the bars. That, like, that's <laughs> a hot line. Like, that is a fucking bar right there. Um, but then after that, it, like, even the flow, like, it just kind of builds up, and he's like, I bounce back like the fattest ass you can have attached to the fattest tips and anything after this should be considered cataclysmic. Counterpacks uh, like a statistician, emphatic charisma, a savage enigma. I have a religion to handle, handle your rhythm like cannibalism. The camera, camera rolled in and it's time to flow. I don't know. I just go carnival. I'm from a town, you know. I could just line up the hollow tips inside the clip and I can go down the road and knock them down like some dominoes. Like, like, it is... Smoke was boring. coming out of my phone. Yeah, it was coming out of my hearing aid, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I actually, like, I, I you know, I, I know you haven't talked about this yet, but, like, I, I actually, like, listen to stuff, like, now, uh, you know, through my hearing aid. I have, like, a Bluetooth audio that, like, goes through it. And, really? Um, it's, like, it, it's really cool because, you know, I can listen on my phone, but, like, like, then people don't know that I'm, you know, listening to music, and then they try to, like, say, you know, something to me, and I, I can't hear anything they're saying. One other thing I just wanted to say was, like, about Royce is he will, like, he will stop rapping, like, in the middle of the verse and just kind of start talking, like, uh... So the, the line that uh, I want to talk about is like, um, my temperature is so hot and cold, I broke the thermo uh, thermometer. 
Um, and then he goes, guarantee I will kill the flow. And he's like, the, the way he delivers it is like, it, it's melodic rap, you know, and, and like he kind of goes in and out between like doing melodic rap and regular rap. Um, but he's like, guarantee I will kill the flow. And then he said, this reminds me of uh, La La Anthony's ass in the new edition movie. Like he's not rapping at that point. He's talking, right? Yeah. He's literally stopped rapping. And then he just jumps back into rapping. He's like, uh, they tried to cover it up. Oh, wait, wait, tried to cover it up, make it look old. And then he like jumps back into rapping. He's like, guarantee I'm gonna still steal the show. And then he like delivers that line the same way that he, you know, delivered the kill the flow, you know, the the, the delivery, the the melody of it, like everything. It was so intentional and like, like there's no other rapper that I've heard that will like just be rapping, rapping, rapping. Oh, I'm gonna stop rapping. I'm just gonna talk and then rapping, rapping, rapping again. It's just like it is so intricate. Like there. Like the things he does is so complex. It's I feel like rap and Royce is a great example of this where you listen to Royce and it's impressive no matter what. But even now when I hear you as a rapper describe it, it's like it's so much more complex than people realize. I feel like there's two types of great artists. Uh, artists that make their art form look difficult, as difficult as it is, and art artists that make it look easy. Now, I don't know which one Royce falls into, to be honest, and maybe it's a flimsy theory, but even even the stuff you're mentioning with the A and B uh, syllable schemes and stopping for a second and just talking and jumping back into rapping, I'm like, I didn't even process that the first time I was listening to it. It's just like, you know, years and years of like training your ears, you know, uh, trying to like, you know, pick up on this stuff. What is it, what made you want to get into rap? So, I mean, really what happened with me is like kind of a long story, not that, but, um, so like, I, it all started out with me, I just like started writing poetry for some girls that I was into when I was in middle school. And, um, there was one particular girl that, uh, was like, you know, one of the most popular girls in the school, and I wrote her a poem, and like, basically everybody in the school found out about it. And so, like, you know, and, and it was to the point where, like, my teachers knew about it. Like, um, I would have, like, people, like, stop me in the hallway that I've never talked to. I don't know their name or anything. And they'd be like, oh, you're the person that wrote that poem for Vanessa or whatever. And so, like, I was, like, known as this person that wrote these poems or whatever. And, you know, at the time, like, all my friends at the time were, were black. And they were all, and, and every single, um, every single cafeteria, every, you know, every lunch break, we would be just, like, you know, um, rapping like they would be rapping because i didn't rap at the time and then eventually you know they kind of were like all right just like go freestyle and i was like all right well, why, why not right like because they were like okay you you do all these poems like you know it's not that much different it's just you know you're, you're still rhyming you're still you know there's some like level of meter to it right and um and that's all it was i mean it, it, that that's kind of how it like started for me but then like when i was 14 um you know, uh, you know, I had a lot of things going on. And so when I was 14, um, I was, you know, really depressed and, and, and I got further and further and deeper into rap. And I started listening to all the underground stuff, like, you know, Chino XL and cannabis, uh, you know, Jack the Ripper was like my, my, or Rip the Jacker actually, um, was my, um, like number one album. I listened to that shit every single day. And that pissed me off too, because like, I remember I, cause uh, again, so we haven't really talked about this, but I am, but I'm like, you know, um, you know, I don't know how to like put this because again, it's like people wanted to like categorize everything to make it more um, easy for them to understand. So I'm just going to say I'm 70% deaf. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, um, so I'd be like, you know, uh, listening with my headphones uh, to uh, uh, rip the Jacker cannabis. And it was a really dark album. Um, there had, had a lot of like vocal samples and um, it was very gothic, you know, sounding like dark, like kind of like, I, I wouldn't say Hobson, but like, um, 
but 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 it's like that and and i would be like listening to it but i have it you know full blast because obviously like i can't hear as well as other people so like you know my normal is other people's loud um and so i i had it up and like people would you know be able to hear the shit bleeding out of my headphones and i remember i used to get clowned for listening to like um cannabis because it was like this weird like and nobody like at the time listened to cannabis nobody listened to any of that stuff like like dark rap music that was not cool like at the mm-hmm. time that that's kind of like where it all started for me is like you know when i started rapping it wasn't like you know i was trying to become famous or anything like that um i i like i i honestly like when i went through puberty my voice changed right and i could i used to be able to sing kind of well and then i i i just kind of like changed my outlet to rap so i kind of kept going with that and you know kind of you know like most of the battles i did originally were like you know just people like online just posting their lyrics and then um occasionally there'd be like some audio battles where you record a diss track somebody else will uh record it and then people will vote on it uh, but like all, a lot of this stuff was online and um, yeah, that's that's basically like how I got started and how it's been going on you know, ever since and how did you when did you I'll ask pivot into into battling battle rap is definitely like the, the, the main thing that gravitated me towards hip-hop um, like these punchlines and double entendres like the complexity of it growing up like, you know, it, this was such a a big thing for me like you know the whole battle rap mindset the whole um you know b thing like i'm gonna you know like everything it was it was so much more competitive i I think if anything there's not as much competition in hip-hop now as there used to be and that's the main key maybe when people say that they don't um feel the way that uh that hip-hop has evolved it's not quite as competitive as it used to be because I've, I've had you know plenty of battles right and i have battles with people that you know i'm i'm good friends with or you know you know it, like i don't i don't necessarily like and i, I understand it, it's a very fine line especially when you actually have some kind of like negative energy towards somebody it's it's very different but there are also times where you can have a battle with uh somebody that like you respect or that you know there's no hostility toward you at all but you can still go out there and you know like diss them say i fucked your girl blah 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 and like you know call them like make fun of their appearance or whatever it is and then you can go back and and just immediately be cool again and that's that's like that's a beautiful thing to me it's one of the things i love about hip-hop so much because you don't see that in any other genre you never see that in pop where like britney spears comes out and says you know fuck christina aguilera (laughs) (laughs) one thing i love about your battles is and you could say this about a lot of battle rappers uh in you know modern battles your battles are so fucking funny like your bars they'll be so clever they'll be intricate but they'll be genuinely great jokes at the same time and i always thought that was so impressive yeah thank you um i feel like there's only really two i guess maybe three ways to battle rap right and it's like either you're gonna go aggressive and hard which that's not me like um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, a gangster or anything like that. I'm never, I'll never claim to be, um, you know, I, so I'm not going to like go out there and just be like, I'm going to shoot you over and over again. But at the same time, that is kind of the way of, um, battle rap sometimes where people talk about guns a lot. There's so many different entendres for a gun, right? Well, one of my favorite uh, gun bars of yours, this is a battle and I'm going to sound like a fanboy for remembering it, uh, I think word for word, I might have been at this battle, I can't remember, but you're like, you ain't gonna clap me and I'm not gonna kill you, but if you wanna do that gun talk, I will too, I'll come out and shoot at your Lincoln like John Wilkes Booth. 
Oh, that's so good. That was uh, against Codes. Yeah, I know. God rest his soul. For those of you who are listening, Bal uh, Codes was a battle rapper in Baltimore who passed. Super talented. And I always enjoyed uh, your battles with him. Because you had such different styles, and yeah. it made it so entertaining. You you kind of had very opposite, because he very much was that aggressive type, and you yeah. were very comedic, and it was it was just so fun to watch. It was a great dynamic. Yeah, I mean... I, I mean, that battle actually happened, like, on the cup because, like, I was supposed to battle somebody else, and then, like, Codes, I think, was supposed to battle somebody else, but both of our opponents didn't show up, and that happens a lot in battle rap, but, like, so then they, like, matched us against each other. R.I.P. Codes, man, he was so talented, he, he, was a, he was great, not even, like, you know, just battling, like, he had, like, uh, great music as well. Super talented guy. But who, who are some of your, your favorite battlers? Um, I mean, one of them is definitely Presco. He would go out and he would do, like, punchline, punchline, punchline. And that, that's a whole other thing that I don't like. That's one of those things that if you're not a battle rapper, you don't necessarily, like, appreciate. But, like, in order to do a punchline after a punchline, you kind of have to, like, reverse engineer your punchlines, right? Mm. And, and, you know, I'll do that. But, like, you know, um, you got you to gotta be like, okay, I have this punchline. And then, like, this is what the rhyme is. And then you got to be like, okay, now I got to come up with a rhyme for it and then like figure out a punchline for that rhyme rather than just being like, oh, I'm coming up with a punchline. And um, so Fresco would go out, he would do like four punchlines off of the same rhyme. Um, and, and it was so amazing. And it all makes sense too. He's not just, because sometimes people will just say stuff that rhymes perfectly, but it's not coherent. But all that yeah, makes exactly. sense too. Like, I, I mean, I love battle rap, you know, and I always will. Um, and, and I love regular, you know, like, you know, rap and because hip hop is such a diverse, like, uh, genre, like the, it, it's not like, you know, but I mean, part of it is like, you know, in rock, you always like divide everything up. You're like, okay, this is metal. This is punk rock. And these things are all different. But then like, when you look at like, oh, this is a horrorcore rapper versus this is like a, a poppy rapper. Like they're still rappers. Like that's kind of how we like view it. Um, and part of that might be like some kind of like systemic racism or whatever. I think that's um, part of it. I've always said, and especially, especially these past few years, I feel like rap is going through what rock went through, where it's going in so many different directions that you can't just call it all rap. Like here's trap, here's lyrical rap, here's hardcore. Like it's, there's too much of it. Like, like we said earlier, to compare certain artists, to compare Royce to say uh, Future or Travis Scott. It's like it's two different yeah. kinds of rap. Yeah, I mean, I have like like I have a hard time. I'm 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 an older head, right? Like you know, so I, I like for me, I don't classify like you know Travis Scott as rap. It's not I'm like I love Travis Scott. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like uh, Birds in the uh, Trap is like you know that album is like a ten out of ten for me. Like I've played that so many times. Um, it's just that like once you're like you know kind of singing then it's, it's, it's not really rap. Like, that's just, like, what I think, like, that's kind of yeah. what the definition for rap is. It's still hip-hop. It's pop, like, that's yeah. Where I, that's where I draw the line. It's, like, hip-hop for me is, like, the culture, right? You could talk about, like, you know, um, graffiti and, like, b-boying and all that other stuff as hip-hop. Um, like, the dance is still hip-hop, right? Breakdancing, whatever, you know, influenced dance by hip-hop is still hip-hop. Um, and, yeah, Travis Scott is hip-hop. But rap, for me, is, like, you don't sing... Um, and it's, and, but, but, but then at the same time, it's a very fine line because you can have like rappers that sing melodically, like for example, 50 Cent comes to mind yeah. um, and, 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 and it's still rap. So it's, it, it's really hard to like draw a line and be like, this one is rap. This one is not. Well, that's the thing. There are certain mainstream rappers where I'll be like, I think they're more pop 
than rap, but it's not an insult. Like, I still love the music. Like, I'll be like, I don't know how... And by the way, I understand it's a bad look. I hate rap snobs, and I hate white rap snobs. So I know it's a bad look. I hate when there's white nerds like, well, this isn't real rap, and I'm not coming from that angle. But when I say uh, whoever, like, people shit on Post Malone. I love Post Malone. I don't think he's a rapper. I think he's a pop star. And I agree with that. I mean, but I mean, at the same time, just like what you said, like, you know, I'm a white guy, so that's my opinion, right? You know, it's like it is what it is. But like, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of I think a lot of people that are part of like because like, I'm an old head right I'm, I'm a student right I I, I kind of came up in this like I feel like I was you know grandfathered in the correct way like where I had like a, a older mentors that like you know told me like broke it down for me and explained like you know what happened in the 70s 80s and 90s where like you know this is how like rap kind of evolved into what it is um, so I mean. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, yeah, you know, it's a, com- a completely valid assumption, you know. Um, at the end of the day, you know, hip-hop is a is a black art form, and anybody who is a white rapper in hip-hop needs to understand that they are, uh, you know, they're a guest in somebody else's house, right? That's how it is. I mean, um, so if somebody says, hey, take off your shoes, take off your fucking shoes, right? That's just, like, 100%. Like, this is not your thing. You can, you, you're allowed to be here because people allow you to be here, but that, but at the end of the day, like, this is not your thing. And it's funny because, you know, and you're an exception. There's plenty of exceptions. But I want to make sure, especially when I interview rappers, but in general for this podcast, that it's not too many white guests because I don't want to be a white guy with a rap podcast and every guest is white. But I, I posted on Facebook, I was looking for more rappers that I, that I want to interview. And I found out through that, like every white comedian raps and they all <laughs> and most of them suck. You're phenomenal, but uh, obviously that's why I'm interviewing you. But yeah, all of a sudden I just got flooded with some of the worst music I've ever fucking heard. And by the way, I think the people listening don't know this. And I stopped for a period. I, I tried to rap. Comedy has always been my main bag, but I tried to rap as a hobby. And to be honest, I I realized because my friend Chris is the same. He said he's white, huge hip hop head like you and me. He tried to rap and he put it perfectly. He was like, I realized I respected too much. Like I love rap enough to know that I'm not good enough to do it. Does that make sense? It does, but at the same time, like, you know, you can't be good at something without being bad at it, right? That's, like That's the first true. Step of it. Yeah. And I think that, like, with anybody, you should definitely, like, I mean, I, I don't want to discourage anybody from, like, getting into hip-hop, you know, but, um, you know, it's it just go about it the right way, you know, show respect to the genre, like, you know, go out, go out of the way to find somebody who, you know, clearly knows what the fuck they're doing and, like, you know, ask them, like, you know, about, like, flow or delivery or, like, you know, um, punchlines and all that um, and, and just, you know, know that, like, you know, it, 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 like, it, it, it's a double-edged, you know, sword, like, you know, because, I mean, the thing about white rappers, right, the one thing I hate, and, and I'm, I'm kind of a victim to this, too, so I'm not going to say I'm not, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, like, I'm an exception, but, like, um, like, there's so many white rappers with, like, no swag whatsoever, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 like, that's one thing I like about Jack Harlow, like. Yes, know, dude, I was just thinking of Jack Harlow. Like, he actually has fucking swag, right? He goes yeah. And, 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 like, and, and both in lyricism, but, like, just, you know, the way he carries himself and everything like that. Oh, I fucking love Jack Harlow. G-E-Z or, like, you know, NF and, like, you know, just, like, stuff like that. It's just not my thing. Like, it's, yeah. G-E-Z, to me, is one of those rappers where I don't dislike him, but I'm like, this is pop. Like, I don't even consider this rap music. And it's catchy, 
Like, yeah, I'm not even shitting on G-Eazy, but I'm like, right. I don't listen to G-Eazy the same way I listen to, say, Kendrick or J. Cole. Like, even Fort Minor, right? Like, you know, I love Linkin Park. They make a phenomenal music, but, like, no swag. Not, like, yeah, exactly. I'd say, I'm trying to think, I'd say Mac Miller had swag. Definitely. J- Jack Mac Harlow. Mac, Mac Miller, yeah, way. Jack Harlow has swag. I'm trying to think if there's any other white rappers with swag. Eminem's one of my favorites. I wouldn't categorize him as having I, swag. Well, when he came in, like, he, here's the thing about Eminem, right? When he first came in, like, he didn't try to appropriate swag. He had his own thing. So, I mean, technically, you can categorize that as swag because it's his own. Like, you could tell what his voice was. Like, he was this, you know, um, like, you know, kind of degenerate, like, trailer park trash, whatever. Um, and, and, like, that was his thing. Eminem just kind of evolved in a way where he didn't really, like, I think part of it was his voice changed and he didn't really know what to do with it for a while. So then he went from, like, you know, uh, the Eminem show in 8 Mile, then he started, like, kind of doing a screaming thing. Then mm-hmm. he started doing, like, double time all the time. And then he, like, used it as a crutch. And I hate that, too, because, like, you know, yeah, double time is great. Like, when you're, like, like you're but really a little bit of it goes a long way. When, the, yeah, when you're exactly. only doing double time, and what's interesting, and you know me, I'm like the biggest Eminem stan on earth. But one thing that frustrates me is like, yeah, sometimes I just, I want to hear Eminem show era type flows where you're just kind of rapping slow and I can hear you. Because he always complains about mumble rap, but when you're doing double time, you know, you can't understand mumble rap, but I can't understand you when all your verses are, and I like, I, I think, um... I don't know, I think, I, sometimes I just get sick of really fast rap. Yeah, it's definitely like, you know, a little bit goes a long way. Like, you, you should definitely use it, like, where it's appropriate, but it should not be, like, your whole album, and that's I, what I think. Yeah. And, and it was it was a fact that, like, you know, when people, like, I think when the, the average, like, hip-hop listener hears that, they're like, okay, this is really good. But, and, and, you know, it is, it's not, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, Twista, like, did it, but, like, you know, when Twista did it, he didn't, I don't feel like he did it as a crutch. Like, I feel like Eminem was like, this is the only thing that is getting me good responses from the viewers right now. So he, he started doing it. He definitely has improved on that, by the way. Like, you know, Oh, yeah, albums, on the recent albums. He's not doing that anymore. He's definitely, like, finding himself again, and, and I'm, I'm happy about that. But, like, um, he, there was definitely a period of time where he just, like, kind of relied on it too much and and i think you know that's another thing i don't want to see rappers do and i will say and not to be not to seem like i'm trying to be the woke white guy because i but i i noticed that's a big thing with white rappers too i've noticed a lot of white rappers will use double time as a crutch so i'll uh i'll end on this to to sound like an open mic comic i'll leave you on this but what's uh what's next for you like what are you working on right now I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm back in school just focusing on that. Like, I mean, I still, like, make music. I will always make music. I'll probably be, like, 70, 80 years old making music and everything. You know, I'm still working on some tracks right now. Um, but uh, for me, I just kind of, like, you know, post my tracks, and I, I do it because I love to do it. That's all it is. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, make money off of it or whatever. If you go on YouTube, look up Purely Death, P-U-R-E-L-Y-B-E-F, um, and uh, look me up. I, I, I post all my tracks up on there. Well, thank you for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, see ya. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Bar Hop Podcast. And definitely make sure you check out Purely Deaf's songs and battle raps. You're going to enjoy them. <laughs>